0: Welcome again to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we have analyzed the Back to the Future trilogy one minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli.
1: I'm Nick Jimenez in the news.
0: And today we are continuing our coverage of Back to the Future, the ride and uh, joining us for our uh, third day of this. Yes, that's correct. I think my math is right. Um, <laughs> I believe it is still. Yeah. So third day of this, uh, we have Naomi Wong. Hello. <laughs> and uh, Ali Coluccio. Hello. <laughs> Welcome, ladies.
2: thanks for having Thank us nice.
1: yeah, absolutely is, uh, It's like in Game of Thrones when all those characters that you love start meeting for the first time. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh yeah, it's getting real now
1: yeah, mm-hmm. it's
0: true um all right well uh so first thing that we uh we we sent you guys was uh was 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 doc brown uh visiting Universal Studios in the far future date of nineteen ninety <laughs> um, <laughs> so I we've been asking we've been asking every every guest about this video because uh, Nick and I are just we basically watched watched it through hearts in our eyes um, because it's just so absurd and glorious uh, and so we're, we're curious I'm, I'm curious what your what your thoughts are on it um, Ali what, what about you
2: mainly I was watching it and wondering why I could not have all of these crossovers <laughs> like, like where is my murder she wrote Ghostbusters crossover?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so like not even just Doc Brown, like yeah, just like all just the like other in between. things. Um, yeah.
2: I don't know why. I guess maybe because their clips were back to back and I was like, this is what I need. I need the Ghostbusters and I need Peter Venkman and Jessica Fletcher together in a thing. I, I did not know that I everybody needed
1: that. Everybody gets Everybody gets to go to E.T.'s homeworld. Yeah.
0: Well, I think I think Jessica Fletcher just needs to throw on a on a on a Ghostbusters pack and uh, go to town on. I mean, there's been so many murders in that town. Um, yeah. I'm sure there's lots of ghosts that she could be. They taking should have out stayed too. in hell.
2: <laughs> I mean, and that's clearly how like they come in. Right. Like so many murders, there's some ghosts. Mm-hmm. Somebody calls the Ghostbusters. Hopefully, a Ghostbuster doesn't die, but there's clearly a murder that happens while they're in town, and then they have to team up. It's just definitely.
3: waiting to happen. Why hasn't anyone written this yet?
0: <laughs> I don't know, but it, it definitely needs to happen. N- Naomi, what, what what were your thoughts on the uh, on the video?
3: First of all, what what was this video useful? Where was it shown? Like, it's a really long commercial of his commercial.
0: Yeah, so it was and I know this because I was in Florida uh in 1989 when they were um sending these out uh and yeah, they sent them out to uh Floridians to coax them into um coming to Universal Studios like uh as soon as they opened, I guess, like <laughs> trying to kick start the vacation packages before uh the before the park actually opened. So every every single person in Florida received one of these, a videotape in the mail with this on it.
2: Wait, what? Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like every household, every household in Florida received one of these, a VHS in the mail with this in it.
3: I got to ask, is that an eighties thing or a Florida thing?
0: Uh, I don't know which of,
2: I mean, granted I, I did not grow up in Florida. I did grow up in the 1980s and I did grow up near New York City which I feel like if they were going to send VHS tapes to us in the mail although it is possible that they did send us a VHS tape in the mail and we never did anything with it because we had a Betamax until like
0: 1993 Mm. yeah I, I don't know maybe it was just a Florida thing but like I know that we got a lot of vacation package videos just like in general they would you know come like i don't know like maybe twice a year or something we'd get something from like disney or something from universal or something from some island or something some resort somewhere um that happened all the time i don't know
2: man yeah i'm super jealous
1: (laughs) it can't be the worst videotape that someone in florida has gotten in their mailbox
0: Oh, far from it! It's got to be the best one.
1: Sure, I wish I got a tape in the mail every every month that had just Christopher Lloyd running around in a new place.
0: Yeah, so do I. I wish this was, I wish this was just an ongoing adventure. To be honest, yeah,
1: no. Again, like in in the two thousand times, I think uh, maybe the two thousand tens, there was a show called Buster Letters from Buster or Postcards mm-hmm. from Buster. And then then Arthur's friend Buster would travel around the world and he would be like, hey, guys, um, I was in Vermont. And they would be like he would meet real families in Vermont. And I remember there was an episode where uh, he met uh, a kid with a um, two two moms and there was some controversy at the time about. When was uh, this? This was like. I want to say five years ago, maybe 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 closer to 10 years ago. Mm. Mm-hmm. The more you know, um, maybe that we, could happen.
2: Uh, I don't know. I think the only multimedia I ever got in the mail was like the "Please try AOL for free" CD roms.
0: Yeah, oh. this was kind of like that, but you know, uh, I think we had a, a whole oh,
2: wall in our dorm decorated with the free AOL. Uh, oh, cool
3: CDs. Also, so this was made in the eighties rather than nineteen
0: ninety. Right.
3: Okay, cool. Just so I know yeah. where I exist. Yeah, this <laughs> was,
0: it, it, I think if the timeline is correct, I think uh, this was the first time Christopher Lloyd played Doc Brown since the filming of the first film. Okay. Um, I think this was right before uh, production started on uh, Back to the Future Part 2. Okay, cool. Ooh. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah. Um. All right, so uh, we were last we uh, left off uh, in Back to the Future of the Ride. Uh, we are still waiting in line outside the building, uh, watching the uh, queue video. Um, and uh, we, in our, in our previous video, uh, Nick, remind me, remind me, we have, we had uh, two transmissions from Doc uh, from 2015, right? Um One introducing the idea that Biff is missing uh, in time. No one knows where he is uh, Mm -hmm. because for some reason they keep tabs on some random guy in 1955.
1: It's kind of Um, Maria Hill of them.
0: Yeah, it really is. It really is. Um, And then uh, we had a a couple of like random videos about uh, what Doc has been up to. Uh, He introduced Einstein
1: to Albert Einstein.
2: Oh my nice. gosh, Correct. that segment is my favorite. It's like they had the Forrest Gump technology and right. they're like, uh-huh. let's just put him in every oldie time video that we possibly can find. So technically,
0: well, what's so funny is this? it predates was, Forrest Gump by like four years. I
3: was going to say, like, wasn't Forrest Gump like 94? Yeah. Or something
0: oh. Like that. Mm-hmm. oh my gosh, you're right. Yeah, so like Zemeckis, Zemeckis <laughs> rode this ride and was like, hey, that's a good idea. Um, <laughs> And made a whole movie about it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um so uh we enter um uh we enter into uh where we left off in the video with Heather uh greeting us again. She uh, always Heather. kind
1: of reminds me of Brie Larson the first time that I see her.
0: Okay, good. It's not yeah. just me.
1: Yeah, I could see that. <laughs>
2: I was going to say, is this, is this the 1990 that the Captain
1: Marvel movie is taking place <laughs> in? Because... Uh, maybe <laughs> I would be into it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. She looks like Brie Larson in, um, Scott Pilgrim. Mm. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 With the bangs. Right. Yeah. The bangs. Right. <laughs> exactly. The, the bangs and the like, like hot white blonde hair, like <laughs> just yeah. like really, really blonde. Um, but uh, yeah, so so we have uh, Heather here greeting us once again, which is awkward when you're watching it through. Like, you know, the the whole point of her continuously greeting us uh, is so that, you know, you're never more than like 10 minutes away from someone greeting you while you're waiting in line, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But it is, it <laughs> felt like I, God I was God like, forbid, wait, you're left
1: alone, to... alone with your thoughts for more than a couple minutes.
2: <laughs> right. Well, I, I felt like Keep we were the line. If you're not entertained, you're going to be bitching about waiting.
0: That's Yeah, right. exactly. Exactly. Yes, um to be honest, we, But we uh yeah, so so we have her uh greeting us again and then uh we get uh, what what my favorite bit about this particular greeting though is that um she's mentioning that we are again she's mentioning that we're uh volunteers for a time travel experiment. Uh, in which we're going to travel through time, but when she says "through time," she does this little motion with her hand Ooh. that is just like that great, like cheesy, uh, like cheesy, guide, like yeah. Uh, yeah, tour guidey thing. Like through time, like it's it's so goofy, and I love it.
2: I, I was doing the hand motion thing, and then I realized no one can see that.
0: Oh. <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs>
2: When you realize um, it's just audio, <laughs> <laughs> like making Delorean noises, being like, "No one can see that at
0: all." <laughs> uh, so then we get Doc Brown, the inventive years, uh, yes, or as I like to call it, uh, <laughs> Doc Brown, the stock footage inventions. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that they 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 save time by like save time and money by just like rummaging through stock footage for weird inventions so Uh,
1: yeah i i have i have a lot of questions about the inventive years as they're called all right um if so the stock video footage mm -hmm. that we're watching Mm
4: -hmm.
1: are these the the, some of these look like they were filmed in the the 30s yep or like even earlier, like the pancake one looks like it's from the Great Depression. <laughs> yeah. And and I'm wondering, did he invent these post-time travel? I or
2: think are these, these all are,
1: pre-time travel inventions? I think
2: these are also supposed to be pre-time travel. Because okay. I think they they had set up that before he invented the flux capacitor, he had this, oh. this great... Depth and breadth yeah. of work that involved uh, a haircut thing that was not the flow yeah. beat. Um, These were
1: like the back albums before Odelay.
2: Yes, exactly. Right. Yes. That
1: makes sense. Um, And they're equally right. weird, these inventions. It's, it's true.
2: <laughs> they're so weird. Uh, I love that. I'm like, I would just love to be whatever, like, production person had to sift through the hours of weird B roll from the 1940s and thirties <laughs> yeah. to find what, what would doc Brown invent
0: <laughs> this, uh, this toaster. So the first invention we get is uh, a toaster, uh conveyor belt thing. Um, it reminds me of like when I worked at a pizza place This was the kind of oven that the pizza – you put in the pizza on one end and it came out cooked on the other end. That's what this reminds me of is like that pizza oven uh, conveyor belt that they use now in pizza places to like keep the timing on the pizza exact. Um, So, I I mean, what I I guess but with toast, what's the point of having – this it makes
2: no sense. it makes no sense like we had um I worked at a diner one summer,
0: mhm, mm-hmm. and
2: they had the toaster thing where it it's kind of like a conveyor belt, but then it goes to the end and it like slips out the bottom and it's basically just so you can like put like a whole thing of bread in there mhm and toast mm-hmm. a bunch at a time, but there's really no reason for the horizontal slide um to- Especially because it's upright, mhm, so it's like not even different i mean i guess
0: it's say it's like you're you're you're, there's less of a chance of you burning yourself
2: yeah because it'll just flop on the plate or whatever you put under over there
1: yeah don't burn whatever (laughs) now just to take i I just want to i just want to uh to test the waters with you guys uh toast underrated right no toast is amazing underrated yeah, toast. Yeah. toast. I mean, yeah, toast is great. I like toast. I feel like toast is good enough for today's too.
0: society for sure.
3: It's good unless you leave it on a plate to sweat, and then it's gross. That's yeah. true.
0: You got to eat it fresh as soon as it pops. Yeah, make out. sure you
3: like wave it around in the air a bit so it doesn't sweat.
0: Yeah. Um. So this next invention. Uh, yes. Is I. I mean, I don't. I don't know. Uh, they don't actually tell us what this thing is. Just that it doesn't work because it it burns you alive uh, inside of it. But it's some sort of salon. It should go without saying why this doesn't work. Yeah. Some sort of salon hair thing. But I don't. I'm guessing it's a hair
2: dryer, but like. Yeah. Bad one. Yeah. He probably tried to make it like super fast. And by just cranking up the heat. And then everyone's head exploded. Mm. Dries your
3: hair in five seconds. Oh, wait. It's gone.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You you know. (laughs) I think a fun exercise that I, that I think we should play with these inventions is what something had to something happened in Doc's everyday life that made him think of each of these inventions. Uh huh. Well, like he,
0: burnt,
2: he time,
1: burned his
0: fingers pulling toast out of the toaster. Uh, for sure. That's what the first one is for sure.
1: Then what do you think in the hair one, Scott?
0: Um... Maybe he had uh, he he had wet hair and went out. Well, no, he he lives in California, so it wouldn't be like a weather like too cold with wet maybe, hair. Maybe
2: maybe mm-hmm. he
0: mm-hmm.
2: he he got the excuse like the I'm not. Oh, I can't go out on a date with you. I'm doing my hair that day.
4: <laughs> maybe
2: he got that excuse too many times, and so mm-hmm. he thought if he could help these ladies get their hair done more quickly, uh-huh. they would have time to go out with him. Instead of being at the beach that's true. all day. Well,
3: I kind of my, my theory. I oh, no. have a theory that okay. um he wanted to because you know you gotta dry your hair apparently um instead of just leaving it to dry. Of course. Maybe he wanted to do it hands free so he could have time to do other things while his hair was drying.
1: Yeah, he's a busy man. Yeah, that's true. Um,
0: I it could also be. I mean, we're thinking hair dryer, but like maybe that's not the only thing it does. Like maybe it's. Maybe it's like a whole like hair styling situation, um, like
3: like like Dick Van Dyke and Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, I was thinking the Jetsons. I feel like the Jetsons had something like that at some point too, um, where you like pick a hairstyle and then like put the thing over your head. Yeah. And it, yeah,
1: you know the Jetsons' visions. The Jetsons' vision of the future is super depressing because it's just you're just standing there. While mm-hmm. life just does itself for you.
0: Well, it's it's a lot like uh, the future in Back to the Future Part 2, which is why it, is, it makes perfect sense that Robert Zemeckis is the person doing the Jetsons live action TV show. The next adventure is this uh, automated flapjack maker. Uh, which can turn this out be
1: called doc brown's <laughs> pancake adventure
0: yeah it, well it can turn out 300 pancakes per hour which is impressive i mean that's a lot of pancakes um but it seems to only work based on his sawdust pancake batter <laughs> yeah oh,
3: wh- wh- what is with doc brown and sawdust? i love it it's such a great it's, a,
1: it's such a great running dedicated I love the fact that it comes back again but it doesn't come back a third time. Yeah,
3: exactly. <laughs> that, that's like breaking the rules of comedy. I know. Um
1: so I will say I just had pancakes this morning with some friends at a diner. Mm-hmm.
3: Did you put sawdust in them?
1: I did. <laughs> it was uh, um I <laughs> I have never a I don't a thing, uh,
0: think I've rent texture to those pancakes.
1: Yeah. It does. It, it makes, makes yeah. I have never finished a plate Ooh. of pancakes in my life. What? They're the most, well, the- well, just, they're so filling. They're so like, mm. they're the greatest thing ever, but it's just like, so I'm just thinking this machine, you're going to have a lot of uneaten, cold pancakes. Mm. I always well, finish yeah, my pancakes.
2: Pancakes are, are different, especially oh, <laughs> if you over um, syrup them.
1: That's my mistake. Over syrup? I have a sweet tooth. I overdo it with the syrup. Is mm-hmm. there
3: such a thing as over syruping?
1: Oh, for sure.
3: See, I, my problem, I have
2: problems finishing it because then it's just like a syrup sponge.
1: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And,
2: like, I don't know, something weird happens. It's, Buddy it's, the elf
1: wouldn't say so.
2: I feel like it disrupts the structural integrity mm-hmm. of the pancake. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Add more flour. Uh, yeah, to, add the more finish,
0: to the finished pancakes? Yeah, just weird things. Well, into my brother
3: bag. did that once. It was hilarious. <laughs> That's awesome. He literally just, like, had breakfast and well it was it was slightly different it was like weetabix and he just like put flour on them my mom and then he complained to my mom and she was like why did you put flour on them he said there wasn't any sugar She's like yes there is it's right there but i didn't want to open it so my brother <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I, I i see i'm a <laughs> i i i go light on the syrup and then i go back for more as i run out on the plate like as it gets as it dries out i'll mm. i'll go back and i'll i'll throw a little a little like puddle of uh, syrup on the plate, and yeah. Is that I how almost, you are? I almost coffee? treat it like uh, like ketchup with fries, almost.
2: Oh, so it's more like yeah. a dunky thing.
0: Yeah, I, like I always put on like I always drizzle a little bit on the top, but then for the most part, I'm mostly a dunker.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Oh, so yeah, I, I I I I touched that syrup bottle once, and then I put it away. Oh no, no. How no. different we are. <laughs> um, so yeah, we are
0: brothers. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, yeah, the, the sawdust pancake batter. I don't, it w- was, was Doc just like looking around and just being like, you know, we don't use sawdust as much anymore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I fully think that he just got a bunch of sawdust out of like a bad business deal and he had to get rid of it,
2: <laughs> or he's got a lot of sawdust kicking around because he's always building
1: stuff yeah
2: and it's just always in the air. That, that's
1: that's way more of like like that practical doc energy that I'm yeah. so crazy about.
3: I, I have the feeling it's like the the situation when you got two bags next to each other. One of them's like oats and one of them sawdust and they look similar. <laughs> <laughs> look at like-
1: um that reminds me, one time in high school my my school improv troupe was like having its first kind of real proper hangout after school at like the the pizza place that was right across our school. And um, I'm sitting in front of my someone who would become a, a good friend, my, my friend Ali, and I reached for what I thought was Parmesan cheese and started to sprinkle it uh, on my pizza. Oh no! And my friend, and my friend Ali was like, "Oh, I've never met someone else that does that." And I I look up at her and I'm like, "Put, put, do what?" And she was like, "Salt on pizza." Whoa. <laughs> And I looked down at my shaker, and I, I'm indeed holding like the salt that I just put a bunch of salt on. And I I hadn't looked down at my pizza because I think I was talking to Allie, and I looked down, and my it, sure enough, it had already dissolved into the pizza. Oh man! Gosh. And that was, you know, that was my day. <laughs> <laughs> just another g- great story of me interacting with people. <laughs> um
0: this uh now this next one uh Mm -hmm. the the canine cafeteria you know what i think we all
1: know what inspired this one
0: yeah but but seriously (laughs) props to doc i think this is a
1: brilliant invention this is amazing this is genius Mm
0: -hmm. yeah i really i i'm surprised this isn't a thing really like still like this should be just something you can buy at the store
3: Consider this though, mm. dogs can smell it all day, right oh, there.
1: That's very true, that's very true. Yeah.
3: Would it last for more than a day?
1: Yeah, would they Would they just find their dog like wrapped around it, gnawing <laughs> at the edge? Just like gnawing it, yeah. I mean,
3: not all dogs are as well behaved as Einie.
1: That's true. That's true. Einie is like an above average like behavior dog.
3: I see I see Einstein as like the Gromit of Wallace and Gromit.
1: <laughs> yes. oh, totally. like he knows
3: what's up. And he can't talk, but, you know, he. I feel like most of Doc's success is because of the dogs.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, yes. I feel like, uh, I mean, that's that's kind of, that was kind of Einstein's vibe in the cartoon series.
1: It was like Gromit. Sure. There was a lot of forehead slapping.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Or kind of a, you know, Brain from Inspector Gadget also kind of had that vibe. Oh, yeah, <laughs> totally.
2: Because Brain was the smart one. I mean, he literally was the brain. Yes.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. <laughs> um, it, re- it is really sad that uh, Fido here uh, is literally just sleeping. He just he is passed
1: out waiting for this food. Uh, oh, wait. I just realized I don't think we told the listeners what the invention does like out loud.
0: <laughs> oh, have we not? OK, so no. what, what it is, is uh, it's a food bowl with a with a cap on it. And the cap is connected to a timer And so like, you know, you, you set it and you forget it. And when the time comes, when your dog is supposed to be fed and you're not home to feed him,
1: this thing just opens up and the dog can eat. Yeah. It does take a lot of foresight. Mm -hmm. Like you have to know you won't be home in like the afternoon or whenever you feed your dog. Mm -hmm. And so, and sometimes you could find yourself like, oh crap, I didn't think I didn't plan on this, but I have to be away from home, you know? Right. And that's where yeah, the robot and, comes and,
2: in. And can you do it for multiple days? It looks like it's really only just the one feeding.
0: Yeah, that's true. No, I mean it'd be cool if there was just like, uh, like just like this thing you roll out that's like a, uh, just like a like a like a giant uh, pill box with like the multiple days and like. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And then they one each open. pop up at a different <laughs> right.
3: But does does canned dog food go off though? If you don't. If they don't eat oh, it, oh,
1: sure. And if it's canned, it but you don't have to put canned dog food in there, you could put dry. Oh, it would have to be dry dog food. Every yeah, dog's dog food. second favorite choice. Or,
2: or before you go to bed at night, you put food in there, close it up mm-hmm. so that you don't have to wake up really early the next morning to feed your dog. Now,
3: that's that's a good
2: idea. There we go.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: speaking of uh, things that dogs love, uh, th- this dog seems to love docs, uh, patented sawdust Mm -hmm. dog food
3: experimental sawdust dog food right
0: there can't be any nutrients in sawdust
1: this just seems like a terrible idea i really hope that this didn't make it to the phase where einstein had to try it (laughs) the next one we get is
0: the static omatic electric hair chair Uh, another hair one yeah, another hair one. Um and well, and this one actually explains what it is. It shoots yes. 200,000 volts <laughs> of static electricity through your body, raising your hair so that the barber can cut it. Uh so like the chair doesn't actually do anything for you. It really just makes it easier for the barber to cut your hair. <laughs> they don't have to physically this, lift it, I guess.
1: And then there's the, there's a joke at the end where Doc, like, because I've been using it on my head for years and look at me. And <laughs> it it explains everything. Uh-huh. And it's so simple because you're like, what? How did you? How how could a person become? And then like, oh, you just he just shot static electricity through his body for like decades. Uh-huh. And that's it. That, that's how you get Doc. <laughs> that's how you get Doc. To-
0: <sighs> exactly but then the weirdest invention i would say yes yeah <laughs> what is this? is this i i i think they're saying dynamatic spray gun that's what i heard
1: this was like his uh you know that phase in Brian Wilson's career where he was just insane, and he would just like bring in like goats and sleigh bells, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, just throwing sounds together and recording all of it. I think this was like that phase of Doc's career. Sure,
0: and then he made like the one of the greatest pop albums of all time, Pet Sounds. Yeah, that one.
1: <laughs> yeah, so the bronzer definitely isn't the pet sounds of invention. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh,
0: so I think the the bronzing, uh, bronzing your cousin's face joke cuz it's like okay so it's like you can bronze baby shoes which all right normal sure uh and then it 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 says like uh a couple of other things like a bonnet and or a hat or something your wife's hat. Yeah. your wife's hat your wife's,
3: and wife's you hat she did it she wearing while she
0: was wearing it both of
1: them dead. but then they
0: say uh bronzing your cousin's face uh whoops um uh, <laughs> 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 and i i think it, so it's it's a <laughs> oh, well it's it's a joke about like about like bronzing your skin right like like a like like a fake yeah. tan oh, oh that's such like, a
1: Bob Zemeckis way to make fun of bronzing
0: yeah but yeah. it's like it's like oh not that kind of bronzing like I I think that's you idiots. supposed to be the joke there um, oh yeah.
2: okay that makes that makes more sense
0: yeah <laughs> I mean it I guess <laughs> um, <laughs> it's. it's not a great joke uh it's definitely not a great joke but um, uh we do get to see most
3: people um at this point are not really paying that much attention to it because they're waiting in line for something that's true and they're just like it's probably like a kid's watching it and they're like did you just hear that he's spraying that guy's face and then the parents are like what are you talking
0: about (laughs) right that's true um so we then transition into an institute transmission in the present time. So Doc has, has returned from 2015, where he was sending us transmissions before. Uh, he's back, and he's in his lab, and now he's going to show us some of his newest inventions. So so here's the thing, right? All of these other inventions, the, I, you know, the concept is that at least we think the concept is that this is like a history of doc's inventions prior to him inventing the flux capacitor. And yes. so that's why they're all like quirky and weird. Um, you know, a lot like the, the breakfast machine in the, in the first film and then the breakfast machine in the, uh, in the 1885 uh, scene. Um, Cause he, he just can't help himself but make a breakfast machine. It's the only other, it's the only other invention he he's ever made that works. Um, <laughs> so uh, then, so we're just like, okay, so these don't work very well because they're, they're early inventions. All right, fair enough. Um, but then we go into the lab and he's like, let's, I'm going to show you some stuff that we've been working on. And he, he takes us to this first one, which is called the suck it's just a vacuum, isn't it? And, like, a bad one. Like, he
1: can't even invent a vacuum, right? Well,
3: it's, 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 it's a supposed vacuum cleaner that up. runs on dust.
0: Yeah, it
2: runs on the dust that it picks up.
1: Oh. It, what's it, what's it in dust today?
0: <laughs> I don't know. So it's... Just but it's not a Dyson. I will tell you that. <laughs> so it's supposed to be, like, a continuously renewable vacuum. Right. hmm Okay. Interesting.
3: He's just trying to figure out what to do with all the dust he's got lying around his workshop because he can't stop blowing things up. He
0: does not yeah. like wasting really. things. Uh as we as we as we discover apparently Doc he would be a hoarder if he didn't just use everything including the dust on his <laughs> shelf. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Which is like super I I admire that. I admire the kind of like I do.
2: Doc Brown is green before green was cool. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, he's
2: like like an old-time hipster yeah yeah like everything needs to be self-sustaining like it's like at the end of uh what do you call it is it the beginning of two or the end of one where they're oh. just throwing the garbage in yeah yeah it
1: yeah doesn't even need to it
0: anymore.
1: yeah well yeah, do we do we want to talk about the manure ball yet
0: yeah no I oh mean, yeah no, that's the oh, other thing God, so God. so there's two things about this manure thing. So, uh, okay. Doc Doc lifts up the manure bag uh, and he's like regular manure, right? He's he's talking about it like it's a magic trick, which I just I just love to pieces. Doc is such a dork. Um, <laughs> <he's>, <laughs> and he, he basically he dumps this uh, manure into a thing. It goes into like this this uh, aquarium full of like boiling poop water uh and then <laughs> and then it comes Sorry. out it comes out the other end as a clear marble mm-hmm. uh that is basically like one of those um the nibbler uh nibbler poops that are like <laughs> uh, and, and and from from uh futurama that are like super heavy and they use them to uh to power their spaceship or whatever um mm-hmm. but yeah it's a it's a little it's a little clear marble that is made from the manure and it could, it could theoretically run a house all winter long. Uh, but it smells really bad and apparently it explodes. (laughs) So
2: this was my main question. Mm -hmm. Doc Brown is literally holding a bag of manure. Mm -hmm. No smell reaction. Then there is the boiling poop water. No smell Mm -hmm. reaction. (laughs) <laughs> but the tiny, clear ball that is somehow very contained, whatever energy properties they are about the poop, stinks to high
0: heaven. <laughs> Apparently, it's just very condensed.
3: It's concentrated. Concentrated. Yeah, concentrated. Concentrated poop smell. Even a nice thing in too high a concentrate is going to be awful.
0: Yeah. Mm. And manure is not a nice thing. Nope. Um, just ask
3: Biff.
0: Also, <laughs> right. why, well,
3: why is his poop in a, like...
2: Woven, like it's like a, what's the fabric that I can't? It's like in like a burlap sack.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. He only I think he gets, bought it at a store. He only gets his manure from
2: 1885. Oh,
0: okay, gotcha. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's That's uh cool. he imports it through time. Um, <laughs> time import, which <laughs> is very cool. hipster, right? Um, but yeah, the the manure thing, uh, th- this this thing uh, is actually a setup to a joke that never gets paid off because they changed the ending of the ride. Um, (laughs) the original ending of the ride ends with when, when Biff, uh, when they bring Biff back to the future at the end of the ride, uh, Biff gets out of the, out of the DeLorean and the DeLorean is crashed into this, uh, manure thing and manure dumps all over him. Um, like, and which that's just how, right. which is a callback yeah, to the movie right. too. Right. And so that's how that's how the ride was originally going to end and then they changed it. In any event, I'm less concerned with the smell of this marble than I am with the fact that it explodes the instant he drops it into a trash bin. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't seem great. That but doesn't then what seem-
3: else is in that <laughs> trash bin? You don't know. It might have been something else.
0: Oh, like it landed on something else. There's like a landmine in there in the garbage. You never
3: know. It's stock. It's stock brown.
0: It's true. It's very it true. Stock
3: plutonium, like <laughs> casually.
0: Right. Well, maybe the plutonium's in there. He's uh, like, don't need this brown. anymore. Yeah. Right. You have a Mr. Fusion. Um, uh, so this uh, this other bit, uh, the last invention he shows us is a. Basically, uh, an evolution uh, of his mind reading helmet from uh, the first film, like from Doc Brown in 1955, uh, the one that he he wears to try and uh, figure out what uh, what Marty's saying. And now he has upgraded this to the point where it is a backward visor that turns his thoughts into words on a screen It actually works, Hmm. which is, yeah, you know, that's, that's cool. Good for him. Yeah. It's the only one that works. The only invention that works. (laughs) And he'll never know. He'll never see it. (laughs) Right.
1: It's like a a little Beckett play in this, in the middle of this line ride.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty great. And I, I love how, I love his goofy expression that he makes when he's showing off. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, he just has this like weird like cockeyed
1: smile like hmm. on his face he just he just looks like he's a, a pizza place mascot come to life
2: <laughs> <laughs> i think there's also like just this little level of like he's so happy and surprised that what it is
0: worked right <laughs> Well, and, and as we know, he is in fact not a, uh, a, a he is not a pizza uh, pizza place uh, M- mascot. mascot. He's actually a chicken place mascot, um, which makes me so mad because that's just not him to me. No, <laughs> Doc Brown's chicken uh, <laughs> that is that is a thing. Um, so then uh, so then he introduces us to the eight passenger DeLorean time vehicle. Uh, mm. Which he says he invented, but did he, or did he just convert a Delorean? Yeah, I,
2: that's that's what I was thinking. I was like, didn't Delorean invent the eight or Delorean? I mean, they didn't yeah, if
0: I the Delorean, all he did was put uh, six extra seats in it.
1: If I paint my <laughs> if I paint my name on my car, I didn't invent the car. Right,
0: right. <laughs> well, but what's interesting about this is that. He's saying like, oh, you know, like I invented the eight passenger DeLorean time vehicle. But what they aren't mentioning, uh, at least not yet, uh, is that it's actually a convertible that we're going to be in. Um, it's a convert. It's an yeah. eight
1: passenger convertible DeLorean time machine. I don't like it when you say we because I literally never get to do that. But we, you know, we,
0: we're 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 all in line for the ride, Nick. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Yeah. Be a part of this. We go to Heather and she's getting a security yeah. update. Now, at this point, that bit where, where Doc is introducing the eight passenger DeLorean time machine is the last bit of the, uh, the external queue footage. Um, okay. Er, like that. Then after that, it loops back to the beginning and plays it from the start again. So those, those 15 yep. minutes are the, uh, the queue, all of the outside queue footage. And then you, gotcha. then you move inside and you get into lines of eight people. Uh, and there's, uh, I believe a, yeah, I think there's, I think there's eight lines of eight people and, uh, you go into that. Uh, inside the building and then you start getting this next video uh, where Heather is getting an update that there has been uh, a system failure in the security
1: network Mm -hmm. Um, which Darlene Vogel's so good in this
0: yeah she's really like she really never breaks the character of being like a PR representative Um, yeah like she's always that character and like yeah, she's doing a really good job. Like honestly. Like this is you know, it, it it'd be really easy to make this uh, cheesy in a bad way, but I think she finds that balance. It's really good. It
1: it's it's sort of in the same she's sort of tapping into the same well as where Christopher Lloyd is coming from, mm-hmm. where he's totally committing to this world in earnest and it it it, it makes it more convincing, I think.
3: Yeah,
1: more yeah. absorbing. Yeah,
3: you have to go full out, right?
1: Oh yeah. Definitely
3: has to be the most serious thing in the world. Otherwise, what's the point,
0: right? You're not going to buy it if it's not. Um, And, and uh, you know, to, to go back to that, as far as like, you know, sort of buying into this whole concept. Now, one of the things uh, that's interesting that you wouldn't know by just watching the video. um, But when you are in this section of the, of the ride, You can hear, because the ride itself is behind like two layers of walls uh, from where you are at that moment, right? And so you can hear the ride, um, like sort of like muffled, like in the distance. And like you can hear like the, the bass rattling, you know, and things like that. So you're hearing that a little bit. And so when she says that they are doing pre uh, time travel system checks on the eight passenger DeLorean. That's what that sound is. So they like explain away (laughs) the fact that you're hearing the ride by saying that they're doing pre-flight checks. And so I just, I really love Uh that. Like, I think that's really charming that they aren't just telling you to like, just ignore that thing that you're hearing. Like, that's not I'll pay
3: you no attention to the man behind the curtain, yeah,
0: exactly <laughs> so instead they build it into the story, like yeah, there's no way around hearing the ride mm-hmm. right now, so we're gonna we're gonna have her sort of like hang a lantern on it and mention it, so I like mm-hmm. that, I think that's good,
1: which is which is so much how the imagination would work when you were a child you would use whatever was affecting your real world to sort of as a way to make it more the fantasy more real right. I think mm-hmm
0: exactly um so uh we get we get some really great like (laughs) her just like nervously looking at the camera like ooh (laughs) a couple of times um before uh before we move on to uh our next bit which is security footage of biff wandering around uh wandering around the institute of future technology and not just any biff 1955
1: biff Yes, very interesting. Yeah.
3: And he's not at all perturbed by the fact that he is in this, like, 80s, 90s place no. at all. doesn't
0: seem bothered by it at all. Uh, very in his element. Yeah. Um, and uh, watching the security footage is none other than uh, head of security, Einstein the dog. Um, yeah, great job, Doc. <laughs> who watching this. Now, here's the thing. I have a lot of questions about what happens next. Mm, I think you know what those are going to be. <laughs> How does Biff know that a dog is watching him on this on this camera? Number one and number two. Where does I know it's you? Einstein. Where does that bone come from? Listen, I think. Also, do
3: you did meet
0: Einstein? I, never, never. And that's the weirdest part about this ride. Doc and Biff have only interacted once, and it's a Biff that doesn't exist in 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 the t- the 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 space time. Uh, you know. Uh, entire reality like it, the only time they ever interact is when doc uh knocks out alternate 1985 biff on the roof with the delorean door
1: yeah right. it, w- it would be like if superman had to fight the riddler yeah
2: right it's very weird
1: yeah it's super weird super could weird. they
2: just not get michael j fox and they could only get biff as the actor
1: Michael J. Fox would be an amazing villain if it was an evil Marty
2: (laughs) or like you know like some not Biff based Biff based is my new
3: favorite phrase
1: it would probably just take too much energy to like introduce a new villain into the universe I mean
3: they could have done like I mean Biff had to have a kid who had a kid to make Griff who was the in between Tiffany
0: Tiff Tannen (laughs) Yeah. Tiff Tannen. Yeah.
3: Well, then they, they should have got Tiff.
0: Well, but they absolutely the, they should have. But the problem again is that you're coming to the Back to the Future the ride, wanting to feel like you're part of Back to the Future, and so you know, I mean, yeah, it's true. It, you know, it, it's they're having to Biff is the big bad. Yeah, they're having to bend backwards to make sense out of this Biff situation, but it. It, totally. you know, the concept, uh, you know, they, they explain what happened, um, in the next bit of video after, uh, in tomorrow's, uh, uh, segment. Um, but you know, just to, you know, not to spoil anything about tomorrow, but basically, uh, one of, one of Doc's, uh, you know, time travel scientists, uh, went to 1955 and Doc found, or, uh, Biff found the DeLorean and, and basically, uh like hid himself in the back and then
3: how he's so so big how does he hide and himself then came
0: back in a tiny car. Yeah. well it's it's an eight passenger you know there's there's a lot of room now it's very spacious he was on yeah. the way back um <laughs> the way way back but it but but no. yeah so i mean you know it's look it's not great but uh, <laughs> I, I i think it would be weird to have like a new like a brand new character for just like this dumb little ride thing Mm-hmm.
1: Doctor Navario, yeah, my twin Little brother. Roth brand,
0: I think. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I want. But I want to. I want <laughs> to know where Biff gets this dog bone, uh, and how he knows a dog is watching him.
3: Maybe he doesn't. He's just, he just <laughs> <not> like <dancing laughs> with a bone that he just has. Yeah. I'm going like to treat
1: you like the dog crazy. that you are, Doc Brown. Yeah, it, it took on a layer he wasn't even aware of. <laughs> <laughs> He's just... Do you think Einstein felt, like, personally offended by that? Or he was like, don't mock me. You don't have to... It's I mean, like this...
3: Like, now it's personal, yeah. bro. Yeah, what you are
0: you doing? You don't have
1: to lean on stereotypes here. For sure. I think
0: that's... Uh, I think Einstein was yeah. very upset. And and he yeah, is... So he, Einstein barks in outrage. Yeah. Uh, Doc hears it. Well, and and Biff, uh, Biff, who is wearing gloves... Uh which I just find interesting. Actually, you know what? I wanna go back in this footage. Is he wearing gloves when he first starts walking down the hall? Or did he put gloves on off camera? (laughs) He put gloves (laughs) on off camera. Time to punch the camera. Yeah. He put Put on gloves like a serial killer. You don't want to punch a camera.
2: And then they well, know they But they're
0: are. fingerless gloves, Allie.
3: They're
2: fingerless yeah. gloves.
0: Well,
1: they're not going to leave knuckle prints now. Right.
3: He has to protect his knuckles from the glass, to be fair.
1: Yeah, it's true. There's that great joke in The Nice Guys where Ryan Gosling does it wrong, remember, and he opens up his arm. Right. <laughs> right. That should have happened yeah. to Biff in this ride.
0: <laughs> um, I... Uh, Okay, so then Doc comes over and is like, you know, all great Scott and he he starts doing uh security check. Oh, checks. great Scott. Yeah, he starts doing Scott,
1: he, damn it. He starts
0: <laughs> <Scott, damn laughs> Um he starts doing uh uh security check-ins uh, and on the fourth security check-in, he finds a tied up uh tied up gentleman with a sign that says I'm a butthead and uh, <laughs> That becomes the dead giveaway that none other than Biff Tannen himself is
1: roaming around, yeah. or the predator, because the predator also does that. Right.
3: He tied him up fast.
1: Very fast. He's quick. Yeah,
0: Biff, B- and then wrote
3: it out like that's that's some dedication. I feel like Biff's finally finding his way. Unless in the that world. happened
0: before we saw him in the hallway.
1: Biff is kind of like. He's kind of like almost like a Bugs Bunny character in this, mm-hmm. where he's sort of out just one step outside of the the natural world, right? Mm. Like he's able to pull a bone out of nowhere, gloves out of nowhere, right?
3: Yeah, paint. And he's just like taunting,
1: yeah, taunting and, Elmer Fudd, yeah, and dox and dox Elmer Fudd.
3: <laughs> uh, Hunt and
0: weapon. Oh, biff season. Griff season. Biff season. Griff season. <laughs> um so uh we also get uh Doc's Doc's great catchphrase of uh jumping gigawatts. Uh yeah, that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> it's stop like when you watch make, Bruce Almighty. Stop trying to say make jumping gigawatts yeah. happen, Doc.
1: <laughs> it's like when you it's like when you watch like a later Jim Carrey movie and he's trying to like those second wave of catchphrases that didn't really work the way that the ones in the nineties did.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, I, uh, yeah. So he realizes that there, this can be no other person than, uh, than, you know, Biff. And he met, he particularly mentions like, uh, only one person could have thrown a monkey wrench into my institute. Uh, like this, and then he pulls down a poster of Biff holding a monkey wrench. About to kill the photographer. <laughs> which he has, he just happens to have on, a, on a chalkboard.
3: I literally have a note here that says, I love that Doc has a pull-down screen devoted to Biff holding a spanner. Uh,
1: <laughs> I really hope next year in Avengers Infinity War when, like, <laughs> Like Iron Man, like sits everyone <laughs> down. Okay, thank you all for coming. Our enemy is this man, and he pulls down, and it's Thanos holding like a
2: wrench. I <laughs> <laughs> from that one time he saw Thanos
0: in space. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh God! Then he took a. Photo. That would be amazing. Get out of here!
0: Get out of uh, here! So I have, I have, I have one last uh, little bit of this. So he, when he's giving us Biff stats. He mentions that he is class of 1955. Uh, but as we all know, that is incorrect. He is the class of 1956, not 1955, because when they travel to 1955, he is a senior, but it is the fall. Right.
1: Yeah. So idiot.
0: Oh. Yes. Wow. We so got that wrong. These fact checkers, man.
1: Um, unless Biff's grades were just so great. <laughs> that he he got early strong arms someone into doing it yeah
2: they're just like biff you know what you don't need to come back for the rest of the year how about that (laughs) okay turns out you did pass
3: last year bye Bye.
0: (laughs) (laughs) we were wrong (laughs) uh um and so we get this last bit where after he's talking about biff doc is like oh man this is this is nuts all right, well, enjoy your trip to the future. <laughs> and then just leaves.
1: <laughs> oh, boy. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get out of this one. Anyway, you guys have fun.
0: <laughs> and it's just so funny. Good luck with that. It's, it's so funny that he's very concerned about this Biff thing and he, that he's telling us all about it, but he has no intention of us having any part of it. Like, he's just like, ah, we're fine. We're going to move along oh,
3: it's 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 like a friend who always has a problem and it's always super mm-hmm. intense
0: mm-hmm.
3: But also like okay but go enjoy your day in the park right. or whatever <laughs> you're like okay are you sure <laughs>
4: because yeah.
3: that kind of sounded serious <laughs> uh,
0: so um I guess my last question for you for you two uh have either of you actually ridden back to the future the ride
2: I am yes. pretty sure I did Okay
0: do you remember anything
2: Like 95% sure that I did go on that ride
0: Do you remember anything about it
2: <laughs> Um <laughs> that it was like jolty I don't I do, I I know I went to Universal Studios Mhm And I feel like we, I I know I said several times, but we have to go on back to the future. Mm -hmm. Uh, and we pass by it (laughs) and I feel like it was probably one of those weird, like they put you in one of those seat thingies that like moves you around and dozzles you around Mm -hmm. and like you watch the screen and then you're, yeah,
0: the whole DeLorean moves. Yeah. 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 Totally. All right, Sweet. what Naomi? You were like seven, right?
3: Six,
2: oh, six. See, that's yeah, probably 90s, Better to write it.
3: I was
0: yeah, in my twenties.
2: Wow. <laughs> oh, I probably okay. should have prefaced it with I, that. I was in you, my twenties.
3: <laughs> you know, I really wanted to go back as an adult and experience all the same things that I experienced when I was six, because you know it's fun and all, but you—it's nice to see again and see how you, your viewpoint changes. But I definitely know we we re- rode back to the future and we chased Biff through time. Mm-hmm. There was a dinosaur at some point and um, lava.
0: Indeed. I think. Yeah.
3: I was like, it's so it's it's difficult because there was so many rides that had dinosaurs and lava at that point in time that it's like I feel like they were the big things during the nineties.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dinosaurs yeah, they and went lava. through they had a, they had a moment. Yeah. yeah. They did. Uh, they did beat Jurassic Park to dinosaurs, though.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Um, I feel like
3: Jurassic Park's dinosaurs are probably better than <laughs> the
0: dinosaurs. Well, probably. Yeah. We did. I mean, this dinosaur is a puppet, so you know. Well,
3: so are the ones in Jurassic Park, kind of.
0: Well, they're like animatronics. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a little different. Oh, so this is like literally a puppet. Yeah, this is literally a puppet. Like a yeah. hand puppet. Uh, I think so. Yeah, like like a Jim Henson kind of creation.
2: Amazing. Well, I was going to yeah. say, like, I know there were people inside the dinosaurs at Jurassic Park, not at Jurassic Park mm-hmm. in Jurassic Park.
0: <laughs> in the, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: but like, there were people in those those things. <laughs> it's yeah, all no, a I hoax. So I so it, the a guy dinosaurs. on the toilet,
3: he was definitely inside that dinosaur at one
2: point. <laughs> totally
0: was. All right. Well, any any uh, any closing thoughts on uh, on on Back to the Future: The Ride?
3: I wish it was still open.
0: Yeah. 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 Same. <sighs> uh, but uh, all right. Well, on that dour note. Uh... <laughs>
2: <laughs> now all I can think about is thoughts. how, like, the Delorean gets totally obliterated at the end of the third movie, and I'm just totally mm-hmm. sad.
0: I know. Mm-hmm. We made you. You. You held. Uh, you held our hand through that whole segment.
3: <laughs> Pour one out for the Delorean.
0: I know. But, but, but oh yeah.
3: There is an eight seat Delorean still out there because that one wasn't destroyed at the end of. The this
2: Peak, is true. Me. There is a convertible <laughs>
3: eight seat. There is a convertible eight seat Delorean out there somewhere, <laughs> roaming time. I love
0: that. There's no explanation as to why he built this thing. He
1: just did. As you all know, I was very eager to keep this thing going so, afterwards. Yeah, I needed <laughs> eight people. I-
3: I just, I love as well, like, he give, he's given speeches for, like, three movies about how you mustn't mess with time or do anything or interact with too many people, and then he goes through and meets all these historical people and puts himself into historical, yeah, like, <laughs> archival <right>. footage. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to bring seven people with me this time. I mean, More. Going, I
0: don't know to- <laughs> I'm going to bring my bring my dog to meet Einstein. <laughs> I mean, my, my theory is that... Uh uh he figured out the secret to time travel in that you know allow that you uh, know something like a, a way that allows him to travel through time and interact with whoever he wants to without like affecting anything um that's hmm. my that's maybe my theory the somehow he figured that the, out
1: whatever that maybe
3: popped into a parallel dimension so he wouldn't mess up the timeline oh yeah
1: maybe oh this is just a universe for fun. Yeah, yeah.
3: there's got to be one, right? Just a sandbox? <laughs> he invented his own pocket
0: a sandbox, sandbox universe. universe. He just looks around and he, go, he he visits the universe and then he looks around and just goes, well, all of you are about to die. And then just <laughs> 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 leaves and closes the
4: universe forever. <laughs>
0: uh, enjoy ceasing it's to exist. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, uh, thanks for joining us. Yeah. For, uh, for, for this last, uh, our, our, last, uh, ride, if so to speak. Um, but, uh, this will not be the last we hear from Naomi, of course, uh, because Naomi will be, uh, playing. And if, if you've listened to geek by night, <laughs> <laughs> Naomi, Naomi, the, the person is much more chill than, uh, then than <laughs> Naomi, the actress, especially if you've heard Geek by Night, you know how well she is at playing a hyperactive child. Um,
3: I have no idea and what you're so,
0: talking about. <laughs> uh, so uh, Naomi is going to be playing Doc Brown in our script reading of uh, of Back to the Future. Um, so we're going to be doing that soon, and uh, I'm very excited. I know Naomi's excited to be playing Doc. I am. Yeah
3: though I don't know how I'm gonna ever say Great Scott not in that way because you said you want us to just like make it our own or whatever but like how do you say it apart from just Great Scott you I don't know, know, know. I mean? like, that's I don't know.
0: yeah that's your job you're the actress <laughs> Um, so, yeah, stay tuned for uh, for our our uh, script reading of Back to the Future uh, with uh, Naomi as Doc Brown and uh, yesterday's guest, Zach Luna, as Marty McFly. Um, so uh, definitely uh, be on the lookout for that. Um, Ali, what, what do you got going on? You got anything? I, I really don't. <laughs> Were you a gu- have you been a guest on any podcast or anything? Oh, anything? Oh,
2: uh I was I oh that's right, because the timing. Um so yes, I was a a guest on uh one of the uh Cornetto trilogy prequel podcast. Are we it that? Yeah. Sure. Uh, talking about uh the Epiphanies episode of Spaced, which is the best oh, episode Spaced. ever.
0: Yes, I'm having some fun. Uh so great naomi's gonna be on that soon too
2: i love uh, space <laughs> it's so
0: good and you'll be our second uh uk guest oh, yeah. uh by the time she's on i don't think she i don't think she will be i think we'll have we'll have had a couple more <gasps> oh wow oh that's <gasps> yeah. so exciting um yeah i think you're
3: had... i'm not you're just your go-to uk guest
0: not this time not this time I suppose i'm canadian now. <laughs> <laughs> usually you are um Uh, And I certainly gave you first dibs, but you requested an episode in the second season. So (laughs) I did. Um, So uh, so anyway, uh, be on the lookout for that. I think that uh, our space coverage starts up next week. um, Oh, good. As of hearing this. So uh, you'll start hearing that uh, very soon. So if you're not already subscribed, go subscribe to the Cornetto Minute. And uh, you can hear the uh, pilot episode that Nick and I did um, where we talked about... uh, you know the uh the the cornetto trilogy and films of edgar right and all of that stuff so go check that out subscribe to the show and be ready for uh spaced uh when that those episodes start launching every other day uh starting i believe september 2nd so Woohoo. yeah um That'll so go check that close- out and uh we will be back tomorrow uh with another episode of back to the future the ride bye everybody
1: goodbye